0: The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie.
1: A winter storm brings ice and dangerous travel conditions to large parts of Texas. We're tracking the timing and how it will affect you.
2: And a renewed push for change. How the violent death of Tyree Nichols is bringing new calls for police reform.
1: Ice is in forecast for Central Texas and it's already creating some dangerous conditions. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders in for Britain Rain right
2: And I'm Daniel Muddy and Rich Siegel is in for David Yeomans and he is tracking it
3: all for us from the First Warning Weather Center. Thanks guys and good afternoon to all of you. We are starting with reports of some freezing rain and freezing drizzle. I have this as sensitive as I can possibly uh, have it so that you can see where all of this icing is occurring. We have now a little more of this over uh, the uh, western and southwestern sections of Lee County. This is essentially west of 77 to the north uh, west and north of Giddings, about to move into the southern part of Milan. We have some of this now crossing 190 and 77 in Milan County, and a little bit of this is still left across most of the central portion of Williamson County, and a little bit of this still from, oh, let's say around Spicewood and Marble Falls, extending down into the northwestern corner of Blanco County. But most of this right now is occurring from the Austin area southward across the Hays County line, west of Buda, Mountain City and Kyle, and then extending through Driftwood down to around Wimberley. And it looks like we're starting to see a little bit of a decrease in the amount of this that we're seeing. But there is more to come for our viewers in Hays County from this little bit of freezing precipitation coming through. We have visibility issues primarily for the hill country. We're down to two miles at Marble Falls at the Gillespie County Airport at Fredericksburg at Rusty Kelly Airport at Lago Vista. Fog is not prevalent at all from I-35 eastward. Temperatures are in the upper 20s for most of the hill country. Lower half of the 30s for the rest of us. It's 30 at Georgetown, 32 at Camp Mabry. A quartet of 33 degree ratings at LaGrange, at Flatonia, at Luling, and also at Lockhart. We have a temperature change of about 15 to 25 degrees on average. Remember yesterday we were in the seventies until that front came through. We've got wind gusts in excess of 15 to 25 miles per hour coming in from the north and this leads to some wind chills in the upper teens to low 20s across the area and that won't change much because the wind will continue out of the north for the next several days. We're gonna go hour by hour with these temperatures. How long we will stay in the freeze and where most of this ice is going to accumulate coming up in first morning weather. All right,
1: Rich, thank you so much. This ice event is expected to have a big impact on the hill country. Dylan McKim joins us live in Marble Falls with what it looks like there today. Dylan.
0: Yeah, Jennifer, I'm standing right next to US 281, which runs right through Marble Falls. In fact, you can see the Marble Falls Bridge behind me. And this has been the picture of Marble Falls today. A light drizzle, not heavy rain, but a light drizzle and very cold temperatures. Our car thermometer telling us it's 32 degrees, but we are not seeing any icy road conditions. As you can see, the road is wet, but no icy road conditions. The Marble Police Captain tells me they have not closed down any roads and they are on standby with sand in case they do see those icy road conditions, but no ice, but the roads are still wet. In fact, you will see some in some low divot areas and potholes like this in parking lots, you'll see a lot of standing water as the night continues on, we're expecting those temperatures to drop down. That's when we could start seeing some of that ice accumulate. And text on officials, they are expecting conditions, road conditions, to be worse in the hill country than they are in Austin. I spoke with some locals today at H-E-B who were all gearing up and buying some supplies at H-E-B, and the message was very clear. They are going to stay off the roads, stay indoors, and stay warm. Reporting live in Marble Falls, Dylan McKim, KXAN.
1: All right, Dylan, thank you. With the winter storm warning in Central Texas, most of our major districts, including Austin ISD, have canceled classes tomorrow. So we're tracking those delays and the closures across our area. You can see the latest information on our website. Just look for the link on the front page of KXAN.com.
2: And this weather forced lawmakers at the Capitol to end their day early. We've been working
3: with our emergency manager partners um, and informing us that the weather is moving in a little faster than anticipated, and it's gonna be a little worse than anticipated,
2: so we are gonna to have to adjust our schedule for the week. The Texas Senate Finance Committee had to cut their scheduled budget hearing short. Both the Senate and the House closed at two this afternoon to allow staff to get home safely before the weather moves in. The Finance Committee canceled its meeting for Tuesday as well. They begin to work, plan to begin to work again on Wednesday afternoon.
1: We're learning that a 6th Memphis Police Department officer has been disciplined for his involvement in the deadly beating and arrest of Tyree Nichols. Officer Preston Hemphill was relieved of duty on January 15th. That's a few days after Nichols died at a hospital. Memphis Police did not disclose Hemphill's role in the arrest, but his lawyer said he was the 3rd officer at the traffic stop that preceded the violent arrest. The lawyer said Hemphill was at the initial scene where the traffic stop occurred, not the scene where Nichols was beaten.
2: And the video out of Memphis has once again put concerns about policing in the national spotlight. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill are revisiting federal police reform legislation. NBC's Alice Barr reports from Washington.
4: A national reckoning over police use of force reignited as a heartbroken mother prays her loss will bring real change. I feel like my son was sacrificed for the greater good. 29-year-old Tyree Nichols died three days after being brutally beaten by Memphis police during a traffic stop. A sixth officer has been relieved of duty, five others fired and charged in his death, all part of a specialized street crimes unit that's now been disbanded. What's his name? But the calls for justice echo far beyond this tragic case, with particular scrutiny on similar specialized units in departments across the country.
5: This uh, run, catch them, lock them up, throw away the key model has to be shifted into a public safety model.
4: Advocates calling on Congress to pass the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act that includes
1: Banning chokeholds, dealing with uh, no warrant uh, searches, uh... dealing with accreditation of police departments now is the time for action
0: This is about people being safe.
4: Bipartisan Senate negotiations over that bill broke down in 2021, with Republicans now in control of the House. One leading member arguing police reform belongs at the local level.
3: I don't know that there's any law that can stop that evil that we saw.
4: Both sides acknowledging the inhumanity caught on camera in the Tyree Nichols case, but turning outrage into real reform faces an uphill battle in a divided Congress. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. We're learning more about the
1: victims. In a deadly shooting at a Northwest Austin hookah lounge, four people were injured and one person died in the Saturday night shooting. Austin police said 17-year-old Brayden Bollier died in that shooting. He was a student at Gerald ISD. The other four victims were taken to trauma facilities in Austin. Two of them have life-threatening injuries and police have not made an arrest in the case.
2: Governor Greg Abbott today named a border czar for Texas. Abbott gave the position to retired Border Patrol Agent Mike Banks. He'll work with the governor's office to deploy strategies to reduce illegal immigration. The governor made the announcement at a news conference this afternoon in the town of Los Indios in South Texas. That is where construction crews are building the second segment of the state-funded
3: border wall. Around midnight was our warmest part of this calendar day as we took at high temperature today of 41 degrees, not only at Camp Mabry, that was at 12.06 this morning, but at 12.11 we hit our high at the airport of 41 degrees and we spent the entire day in the 30s when we might see some 40s again. That'll happen and we'll tell you as we go hour by hour coming up in first morning weather.
1: COVID-19 spending is going under the microscope in Congress, who's leading that push in Washington to find fraud and waste.
2: And the emphasis on school safety after the Uvalde school shootings has some turning to technology. How one mom's tragic loss is fueling her work to help keep students safe.
1: The new chairman of the House Oversight Committee says its first hearing will look into the allegations of waste and fraud when it comes to pandemic spending.
2: Oversight is the main investigative committee in the U.S. House of Representatives. It's now led by Kentucky Congressman James Comer. He's the first Republican in four years to lead that committee. And this morning, he told the National Press Club that the committee will look into stimulus spending and other COVID-19 pandemic programs.
5: Unfortunately, over the last two years, there hasn't been a single hearing in the Oversight Committee, dealing with the pandemic spending, even though we spent
2: record amounts of money. So that's very concerning. Comer said the committee's first meeting will be next week. There are 45 members on the Oversight Committee and among them is Austin Congressman Greg Kassar. He is one of the newly appointed Democrats who will serve on the committee.
1: A lot of people in the Houston area are still working to recover from last week's storms. How a state program is helping some of them find a little financial relief.
3: And we're going to tell you a little more about the freezing precipitation, how much more we can expect over the next couple of days when we return in first warning weather.
4: This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pullout shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves. Everything in reach.
2: Governor Abbott declared a disaster last week after tornadoes left a trail of damage in Harris County.
4: And many
1: people affected are eligible for temporary property tax relief. State lawmakers created temporary disaster exemptions after the devastation from Hurricane Harvey. Since then, it's been used in several Texas communities after disasters. People have to apply with their central appraisal district. If they're approved, it lowers the taxes they'll pay at the end of the year.
3: If you have a home that you can't live in, for a couple of weeks, couple of days, couple of months—I mean, it's tough. There's always a lot of out-of-pocket expenses, so this would help that property owner.
1: And the deadline to apply for temporary disaster exemptions is 105 days after the governor declares a disaster. So that means victims of Tuesday's tornadoes have until May 11th to submit their documents.
3: All right, let's jump back in with Rich as we monitor this threat for ice, Rich. We have most of this right now going on in Travis County. That's not the good news that we wanted to see here, especially during for many that are getting out in this commute right now. But here's the overall view right now. We're not seeing much in the Hill Country except for isolated areas in northwestern and northeastern Blanco County. But as we hone in on Travis County here at 515 on this Monday afternoon, we are seeing a good deal of this freezing rain and freezing drizzle that extends from south of Pflugerville through the downtown area and then continues down along I-35 through South Park Meadows and on into the Buda area. And then eastward, we're seeing it from Pilot Knob on up into the Dell Valley region. Most of this is falling as frozen precipitation because the air has dropped to below 32 degrees at many locations in and around the Austin area. Austin, temperature 32. Not seeing as much now in Hayes County as we were during the 4 o'clock hour as we see this wrapping up for the time being. But there is still more of this to come. All right, the winter storm warning will remain posted until noon Wednesday for ice accumulating up to a half to three quarters of an inch. Only Fayette County is not under that winter storm warning, but for you good people, it's a winter weather advisory for ice accumulating up to maybe one tenth of an inch. Now, we're also concerned with the power lines because when ice forms on the power lines, the melting ice may cause that bottom uh, line, that neutral line, Uh, that will melt first but then as the ice melts on the higher line the lines will touch could touch and that results in some power outages so we'll be concerned about that too here over the next couple of days eight o'clock tonight upper 20s to low 30s will maintain these temperatures through tomorrow morning on to tomorrow afternoon and then as we get into Tuesday night to Wednesday morning still upper 20s to low 30s. This is going to be about a 48 hour event, maybe a little more. These numbers for six o'clock Wednesday, I think, may be a little too low. We'll stay in the 30s, but we may rise more into some mid 30s, maybe even some upper 30s. And then as we get to Thursday, then we finally break out of the freeze as we look at temperatures in the upper 30s to low 40s. And that will certainly feel good at this model only going out to Thursday at noon. All right, precipitation looks like this. We will see areas of freezing rain and uh, drizzle for the hill country overnight through tomorrow morning. I think the aerial coverage should be a little bit more. More moisture surging into the area will lead to more freezing precipitation from the hill country towards I-35. East of the interstate, the precipitation will fall as rain. Then we continue to see areas of this pink shade, not only for the hill country, But crossing I-35 into some of our eastern counties on Wednesday morning into the afternoon. And then by the time we get to late Wednesday night into Thursday morning, much of this should start to come to an end. The ice accumulation is what has our greater concern anywhere from a quarter up to a half an inch plus primarily for the hill country, it may be less than a 10th of an inch accumulation in some areas along and east of I-35. So from the first warning weather center, let's go with a 50% chance of mostly freezing rain. There may be areas of rain east of the interstate tonight. 29 I think is where we're going tomorrow morning. We'll stay consistent in the upper 20s to low 30s, but uh, we'll dip briefly in the Austin area to that low of 29 and only recover to 33 with more of this icing for our area for tomorrow afternoon. The seven day forecast has everybody getting rain at some point and some freezing rain early Wednesday. The freezing stuff should start to win late Wednesday afternoon into Thursday morning, so we'll keep it at 100% and a high of 37. 51 on Thursday, there may be a few thunder boomers to deal with on Thursday as well. Sunshine 57 on Friday, scattered uh, clouds with the sun 61 on Saturday, and then we get above normal with temperatures in the mid 60s on Sunday and a high of 65 degrees. Well, it's technology
2: aimed at keeping children safe in an emergency. How the mother of a school shooting victim is making the case to state lawmakers here to get these devices on Texas campuses.
1: Earlier this month, we introduced you to an effort to get panic button technology in schools to help with emergency response and lockdowns or medical emergencies.
2: Today, the mother of one of the victims in the Parkland, Florida, school shooting came to Texas to push for this policy change. Here's KXN's Monica Madden.
5: I'm Alyssa's voice. Lori Alhadef's daughter, Alyssa, one of 17 people killed during the 2018 shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. I need to be here going around the country, having a voice to see Alyssa's law pass as a standard level of school safety protection. She successfully pushed three states to pass panic button type legislation, requiring schools to have technology that immediately triggers a lockdown with the push of a button. This is a d- now after Uvalde, she's taking her fight to Texas. It breaks my heart to know that we couldn't have prevented the next school shooting, but this needs to rise to the highest priority for our schools. Texas parents like Will Fullerton agree.
0: It's a huge concern.
5: As a former Texas Education Agency staffer, he's familiar with existing policy.
0: There's multiple levels of school safety we've we've paid attention to in the last decade. There's a piece that's, that's really received the least attention. Um, is that response. Um, In emergencies and crisis, seconds matter. Every single second matters.
5: Both feel hopeful about a bill that would require this in schools, especially with extra money in the state this session.
0: We can get schools up to the 21st century as far as school safety is concerned.
5: Monica Madden, KXAN News. And Democratic
2: State Representative Sean Thierry uh, filed this bill in the House and is working with Republican Education Chair Brandon Creighton in the Senate. Uh, one of the key communication failures in Uvalde was that not everyone in the school received the alerts about the gunmen immediately. Many Texas schools have alert systems that send warnings online through a smartphone app. Faulty Wi Fi connections and teachers not just being near their phones were reasons for delayed alerts cited in the House's special investigative report on the May 24th shooting.
1: Hockey Hall of Famer Bobby Hull has died at the age of 84. He played for the Chicago Blackhawks, Hartford Whalers, and the Winnipeg Jets over his 23-year pro career. He was known as the Golden Jet because of his blonde hair and the speed on the ice. He was the first player in the NHL history to score more than 50 goals in a season. And now his son, Brett Hull, followed in his footsteps, also earning a place in the Hockey Hall of Fame.
2: All right, here's a look at what we have for you tonight on KXAN. We've got America's Got Talent starting at 7 p.m. And then it's Quantum Leap at 9 o'clock. And then we're back with KXAN News at 10.
1: And you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us.
0: Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.